For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Tiger fans, welcome to episode 47 of the official Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club podcast, bringing you all the latest news, updates, and buzz surrounding your mighty JSU Tigers. I am the Corey C. Be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast to be notified of every new episode. Apple users, rate and review the show, and everyone, follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Twitter. It all helps the cause, which is the I love, Jackson State University. Co-hosting the show with me today is Charles Bishop. What's up, Charles? Hey, how you doing, Corey? It's good to be on for another episode, buddy. Indeed. Ready for another big episode, and we have another special, special guest. We are joined today by Brian Adams. What's going on, Brian? Man, not much, man. I appreciate uh, you all having me on today. Absolute pleasure, man. And uh, so, two things I, I wanna I, I wanna just go ahead and, and say right off the top. Number one, that was gonna be my only time calling you Brian for the rest of this show because we all know you. Going <laughs> <laughs> going back as far as I can remember, it's been Wanky. I thought that was your first name, so this Brian stuff is kind of awkward. So you'll be Wanky going yeah. forward. Man, my my dad called me Brian one time before. Man, I asked him, "Was he all right?" <laughs> you must have been in trouble. Did you do something? Get in trouble? Oh no, nah, man! I don't know what it was. It was it was crazy. It was it just it's pretty awkward. A lot of people don't even know my first name. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. And the other thing I wanted to go ahead and just the elephant in the room. Obviously, okay. you went to Alcorn State University, and you are joining the Jackson State podcast. So I want to let all my Tigers know I, I, I hope it's going to be cool for us to bring you on. You, but you may be getting us in a little bit of trouble. But you'll be the first and only Alcornite to ever come on this podcast. I just want to let you know that right now. Man, hey, hey, hey. I, feel, I feel honored, man. That's a, that's a privilege, you know, to, to talk to the guys from Lynn Street, man. <laughs> It, it, it is a rare occurrence, a rare honor. So uh, soak it in. <laughs> right, right, right. Hey, I appreciate it, man. Charles, oh, do you think sure. you're gonna be okay next time you're on Lynch Street? You don't think they'll give you too much flag once they hear this this show, will really? uh, Yeah, I'm gonna get a little bit, but you know, I know it's gonna be a great interview. So hopefully, we we gonna push yeah, through. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. All right, let, let's get to it. You know, obviously we kind of teased you about that, but but this is much bigger than Jackson State versus Alcorn. It's even bigger than the swag because obviously right now blacks across the country, you know, stand about as united as I can ever recall with all the racial injustice and the social unrest, and it sparked a hot conversation in terms of elite high school athletes potentially turning down offers from Power 5 conference schools like the SEC in uh-huh. favor of HBCUs. 
A few of these prospects have even expressed interest on social media, and some have verbally committed to HBCUs. But we wanted to bring you on the show, Wanky, because you didn't just talk the talk. You actually walked the walk. Back in 1996, you were a consensus top 50 basketball player in the country, ranked as high as 18th nationally, McDonald's All-American nominee, Screen Smith All-American. And this was before there were star ratings, but you were one of those four or five-star prospects at that time, and you chose an HBCU. So first, can you take us back to when and, and why the idea of going to an HBCU entered your mind? Um, I think it was more about um... – uh, the right fit with the coach, you know, it wasn't even about the school. It was about that fit with the coach. I mean, a lot of great um, basketball players that came before me who I consider legends, you know, you know, they went off to certain schools and, man, they weren't even playing. And, you know, and they end up transferring and stuff like that. And I was, look, I was, you know, looking from afar like, man, if they do those guys like that, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I might not be able to play. Not saying that I, you know, they were better than me or, or vice versa. And the coach that recruited me at Alcorn, man, he he was just relentless, and um, he never thought that he couldn't get me. And that's that, you know, that was the difference right there. Um, he he was, you know, if, if 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 Mississippi State or LSU or Clemson or Florida was at my games, he was there too. And that's the way it got to be, you know. So he made himself visible, like I've, I always saw him everywhere. Well, let me follow up and ask this question. Do you think that is an underlying problem in terms of of recruiting, uh, quote unquote, four or five star players, uh, in that coaches don't think that they can actually get them? Oh yeah, I mean, I, I think in most cases. Um, a lot of coaches don't even waste their time because, you know, the kids feel – I mean, they feel like, you know, the, whoever's handling the kid, maybe it's the the parents or the handlers, you know, uh, it's just not – you know, they probably feel like it's not worth going after. But I didn't have them those type of people around me. I had great people around me. I had educated people uh, around me, you know, and, and, and I guess, you know, he felt comfortable uh, reaching out to us and, and just, you know, Laying, laying, uh, laying everything out on the line. You talked about him being relentless in terms of recruiting you, but I'm sure those bigger schools were relentless as well. So first of all, who were some of those P5 schools that went after you? And when it came down to making that final decision, what was the determining factor? Uh, my final five choices were uh, Alcorn, Florida, Tennessee, Clemson, and Ole Miss. And, um, it came down to shoot. I know when I hit campus, I'm I'm gonna play 30 minutes a game and I'm gonna be the man from the from the from the jump. And I wasn't afraid um, to let the world know, hey man, this is where I'm going to school. Um, I didn't I didn't understand at the time that I was gonna receive that much backlash from it. Um, as far as um, um, the, you know, the awards, the like. Uh, the awards and things of that nature started to disappear, man. That's when I realized wow. that I'm not I'm not playing their game. So you know, oh, they definitely punished me um, for my decision because you guys got to think um, coming into my senior year, uh, coming from ABCD, I'm the I'm I'm in the top twenty in the country, right? So I'm um, preseason Mr. Basketball, you know, uh, with the with the Danny Dozen photo. 
lead my team to another state championship, three straight in a row, which was unprecedented at the time. I'm, the, I'm like I said, I'm top twenty. I win three straight. My averages go up in scoring, but I'm not Mr. Basketball, nor do I make the McDonald's game. So, I mean, y- y'all tell me what it is. Hmm. It's 12 people on each McDonald's team. I-, I can add 12 plus 12 is 24. So if you were 18, <laughs> something's not right. adding up. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 you know, in high school, there's no way it was 25 players better than me in high school. If you saw me, if anybody, anybody that saw me know that in my class, they know that. Take us back to that time. I mean, because when you're talking about that class, and, and I, when I was uh, researching it, I was blown away by, uh, and I remember this time period vividly, but uh, talk about some of the players who were in your class, and you're, you know, top 20 uh, in terms of, of the likes of guys like Kobe Bryant, Tim Thomas, Mike Bibby. I mean, this is really fascinating stuff when you kind of take a look at the time frame in which you decided to go to HBCU. <laughs> Man, like I said, when I did, it was unprecedented. And then, you know, the class that I came out of with Kobe, uh, Mike Bibby, um, Jermaine O'Neal, Tim Thomas, Richard Hamilton, Stephen Jackson, um, and people forget, man, Lester Earl was the number one player in the country in the class from Baton Rouge. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And Kenyon Martin was the number one pick in the draft in our class, and he wasn't even in the top 50, you know? So right. uh, uh, I think that had I been from Chicago, L.A., or New York somewhere, man, they'd be talking about me, you know, just like they talk about the rest of these guys. And hopefully, you know, um, when my story, you know, comes out, um, people will see, you know, like, man, this this guy, you know, out, you know, people outside of Mississippi will be like, man, this dude was for real. Wow. I, I want to ask the the coach who primarily uh, was responsible for recruiting you to Alcorn, and you touched on the fact that he was there, he was relentless, but what was that ultimate thing that he said to you that, uh, that the light bulb went off. You know what? I, I don't have to go to North Carolina. I don't have to go to uh, Kansas. What What was that? That that something that he said? Well, there's a, there's a couple things, and, and we're gonna get to that too. Um, mm-hmm. You all do know that I never played for him, right? When I signed with Alcorn, y'all know that, right? But uh, I knew I was gonna play. I knew I was gonna start. Um, now, you know, I knew nothing was going to be handed to me, but, you know, I was, I was playing in the swag in an era where there were a lot of great basketball players. And, um, I just knew that, um, he was going to put the ball in my hands and, you know, and, and I was, you know, pretty much was going to, you know, help bring the program back to prominence. Um, and he was just straight up, man. Like a lot of these schools, you know, well, a lot of these coaches, man, I could see right through them. It was just so much fluff. And like I told you, man, I was around educated people, so, you know, you couldn't fluff them. You know, it was fluff. It was it was, it was, it was some bags being thrown around. And it was, I mean, it was all kind of stuff, you know what I'm saying? But um, it was just things that, you know, the people inside my camp was not going to go for, you know? That's pretty much, you know, that's pretty much it, man. <laughs> to be honest with you, it wasn't even hard. Like, you know, um, 
like I say, when a lot of those coaches was coming in with all that fluff, man, and the exaggeration, like, man, come on, man. Like, it's it's unbelievable how people even fall for that stuff. Mm. That's very interesting. Yeah. So, so Wanker, let me ask you this. When uh, we see kids today tweeting about possibly going to an HBCU or even uh, they put an HBCU on their list, but they don't end up going there, do you think that helps the HBCU in terms of marketing and branding, or, or does it hurt, uh, you know, the HBCU, HBCU because the coach wasted his time and resources recruiting that player? Because you talked about how your recruiter was relentless, but, you know, what if you had decided not to go? So how do you feel about that? Well, if you're going to do it, do it. I wouldn't even tell nobody. I didn't tell nobody that I was you know, going to go to Alcorn. I just did it. You see what I'm saying? You know, but we talking different times with social media, and everybody tries to tweet and pre-tweet and and all this kind of stuff and beat other people to the punches. If you gonna do something, man, you ain't gonna tell nobody. <laughs> you just go on and do it. Now and just you know, I'm sure I don't know if the repercussions now will be uh, like the ones that I had to go through because the times are different. You're talking about. Uh, something that hasn't been done in 25 years. So, you know, I've never been a person to brag and, and stuff like that. But um, obviously, you know, what I did was um, way ahead of his time. And it wasn't it wasn't cool at the time, per se. And it wasn't, you know, like I say, you know, accepted. But um, if these kids are going to do it, just you know, just do it. You know, just, just go ahead and do it, man. I mean, that's, that's what I did. That's what I did. Whether this thing was going to be, uh, whether it was going to be great or not great, I was willing to take on that challenge and 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 make it happen. You know. You mentioned you were willing to take on that challenge, and I've I've often heard the, the five five kind of talk about we we entertain thoughts of of going to a HBCU. Did you entertain thoughts of maybe bringing uh, uh, two or three guys with you to Alcorn? Um, I thought about it, but I just think, man, that those guys were, I don't think they were, I, th- I think they were scared. You know, I think they were trying to big time the, the so-called swag schools and felt like they were better uh, than an Alcorn and a Jackson or Jackson State or, or Valley, you know, or Grambling or whatever. And come to find out, you go off to school somewhere else and you probably should have been you know, with me, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, or, or or whatever the case may be. But I just think, man, guys were so caught up into the material stuff, um, playing on TV and and other things that you know they come with, you know, uh, going to certain, you know, going to play for certain coaches and stuff like that. So, um, man, I would have loved to have uh Quinn Smith right up the street from Vicksburg come play you know, come play with me or Shannon Long or Mario Bland, you know, and the crazy thing about it, we all have sat and talked about it and, you know, we was like, man, what if we you know, went to Jackson State? Because here's the thing, man. I'm I'm gonna put y'all on, on some game right here, right? If the NBA was the end goal, right? And Lindsey Hunter had just left Jackson State and was a lottery pick What's wrong with going to Jackson State? The NBA scouts is going to come right back and, and see everybody. You see what I'm saying? But if you don't have the right if you don't have the right guidance and the right people around you, 
you're not gonna see that. You're not gonna you don't you're not gonna see the vision. You're not gonna see that. Okay, a lottery pick just came on Lynch Street. Okay, I can go there and do the thing, but blinded by wanting to play on TV, blinded by other material things that you know they offer kids and stuff like that. So man, like yeah, so. Yeah, a lot of kids should have been right up there on Lynn Street. You know, a lot of players should have never made it past Jackson State and went to, went off to other schools, to be honest with you. You know what I'm saying? So it could have happened. But I just think at that time, man, you know, guys were – I think they were afraid of what people was going to say and wanted to play on TV. I, that, that's just my opinion. Right. And we had Coach yeah. Wayne Brin on the show, and – he said it's not that hard to get one. He said it's but it, it's hard to get three or four. He said that's the problem. So did not so with you not having those other elite prospects uh, committing with you, did that ever cause you to have any second thoughts, or were you still going to go regardless? Man, I never thought of, I never thought about um, um, if that were coming or not. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If 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 Brian Adams is good as people say he is, he gonna he gonna take what he got and put him on his back and make it happen. You know, um, that's that, that's just that's just my opinion. Um, I would have loved to play. I would have loved to play for the coach who recruited me. You know, um, once you know, once I signed with Alcorn, uh, coach resigned. The head coach Sam Weaver resigned and went to Iowa State. And um, we met up at uh, I think it was Popeyes on uh, in Clinton, and uh, he was like, "Man, you want to come to Iowa State with me?" I was like, "Heck no! I know I wasn't going up there, you know." So, and I just stuck it out, man, for for good or for bad. But I think it was great because you know I ended up at you know Alcorn Sports Hall of Fame, and there's been a lot of great players come you know from that university, you know. Wow. Uh, let me ask you yeah, a question, Brian, in, in terms of uh, the, the, the political climate. And you mentioned back then it, it was a, a different time. You thought players might have been scared. Uh, because of the sort of environment that we're in now, is it much easier? Do you think it will be a little easier for guys to actually take a chance on uh, seriously uh, looking at going to HBCU? Uh, I believe so, due to the climate of uh, – Everything that's going on, and and we're finding out, you know, who's who, and and and, and things of that nature. I think I think we will see more players do it. Um, but the thing about it, when those players touch campus, they they gotta um, they gotta make sure that you know they are treating these guys the right way, and they they getting them all the exposure that they can get. And I think you will see more and more and more players uh, continue to do it. Brian, so what would you Does say that... for those those players who are expecting to go pro and they may feel that going to an HBCU may hurt their chances? Now, you went on to play professionally, so how did going to an HBCU affect that in terms of notoriety or visibility compared to what you could have gotten at a P5 school? I mean, I knew the NBA scouts were still watching me. I mean, they were watching me as a freshman. You know, uh, they knew where I was at. Um, uh, I had a few injuries here and there, um, um, but I still, I still think that I still could have got drafted. You know, a few breaks here and there. But um, man, if you if you great, they're gonna find you. 
It don't even matter. They they're they gonna find you. I, I promise you, they're gonna find you. And you mentioned kind of the people who were around you at the time in terms of making that decision. How important is uh, that framework in terms of uh, you mentioned the handlers or the parents or or whomever? Uh, how important is that framework in terms of, of of providing the right guidance in terms of looking at a school? Well, I think um, if you had the right people around you with no hidden agendas, um, it could be a smooth transition. But if you have um, the wrong people around you, you know, um, handlers um, or, or whoever may be, you know, with with different agendas, man. They gon' they gon' they gon' crash the jet, you know. As the player, the player will will hand you the keys to the jet, but the the, the people around you are crashing every time if if it ain't right. They're <laughs> crashing every time. So I hope that's the uh, that's, the point. that's the right analogy, you know, uh, <laughs> that I can use. You know, if 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 a player hand you the keys to the jet, it's up to the the people around them not to crash. Bottom line. Absolutely. Wanky, I want to take it back to something that you said, I, and I was going to ask you about it, so I'm glad you brought it up first. But I, I have uh, I have a couple of quotes here that I want to read, and these are from you on social media, all right, from, from a month or a couple – yeah, I think a few months, maybe a year or so ago. The first one, and I'm, I'm going to read it word for word verbatim <laughs> now. You, you wrote this, all right, so I'm not making this up. <laughs> it right. said, Jackson State nearly has – five top 100 players in the 96 class. Only if they had Quentin Smith's major of civil engineering, we were going to rock the nation to its core. Okay, so I want to go back to this quote. First of all, is that true? And secondly, who are those Who are those other three players? I'm guessing maybe Mario Bland and TJ Billis and Shannon Long, but you, you teased us on that one. And I know some Jack State fans listening to this right now like, what? So you got to give us a little bit. Yeah, um... They didn't have Quentin Smith. I think y'all have engineering, but I don't know if it's civil. I don't know um, the difference, you know, because, it was, you know, I, didn't, I don't know anything about engineering, but it was something that simple. And, man, I uh, we talked about it was going to be me, Shannon, TJ, um, Billups, Mario Bland, and Quentin Smith was going to go to Jackson State. Oh, my God. <laughs> 19, 19, wow. Yeah. yeah. That 96 And look, I talked about that before all this stuff came out. You did. <laughs> you absolutely did. I mean, you before were always consistent this. talking about this before any of this ever came out. You always talked about it. Yeah. <laughs> man, before all of this stuff came out, man, we, you know, when we did that first episode of Legends of the Silk, man, we talked, we all talked about going to school together and and, 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 and and doing something special and unique, man. And like I say, um, you know, man, when when guys go off and play for these coaches, man, and when you get on campus and you realize, like, this guy was so supposed to be my everything when he was recruiting me, and then you step on campus. Now, I ain't talking about me, just talking about Things that I've heard, you know, from different players that came out of Mississippi. Then when they get on campus, the guy that they playing for turn into a monster. Man, that ain't man, that ain't what it's supposed to be, man. 
You know what I'm saying? Like it ain't it ain't supposed to be that. You know, um, talking crazy, you know, to to players and demeaning them and all. Man, that that is that's coaching. Like that ain't coaching around. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like that's not coaching. You know. So that's what people don't understand about this. Um, these guys, man, and. Like I say, the people that I, you know, the people that I was around could see, they could see right through the foolishness. They could see right, right through it. One other quote I, I wanted to go over as well. This is another one that you said. It, it was around that same time. And you, you talked about this earlier in the interview. I just want to take it back and read the full quote. Uh, you said, Lindsey okay. Hunter was just the number 10 pick in the draft. Dwayne Whitfield was at Toronto, and Ryan Lartridge was with Golden State. If the NBA was the goal, that means NBA scouts would have to come right back to Jackson State and watch us play. So did all did seeing all those guys go to the NBA, I mean, is that one of the things that let you know that it could be done from an HBCU? Yeah, it, it, man, we, we knew that it could be done. And you see Steve McNair, the number three pick in the draft, we know it could be done. But the powers that be don't want it to be done. They, that's, that's what they don't want. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So – like I say, like Coach Brent said, you can. It's easy to get one guy, but three, four, five, they gonna have to say, "Hey, man, let's do it," and we gone. You know. So I think, like I say, the climate has changed. If it happens now, I don't think it'll be much backlash from when I did it, because I stood alone. I, I I I stood alone, man. It's it's like you get that. Uh, it's like you you know you get that letter. Uh, from the from the phase of somebody United States versus Brian Adams. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you a question. <laughs> I, I, I mean, uh, put your put your coach hat on here for a second, and okay. and give me give me your pitch uh, to that dandy dozen player uh, that's in Mississippi. Uh, that that two or three dandy dozen players that's in Mississippi. Make make your best pitch for the HBCU experience. I'm a, man. Ah oh, man, the the pitch will. I'm gonna tell you now. I don't know if y'all. Oh, I, I know you asked me a question, but I, I think the only issue now is: Have y'all heard of those cost of attendance checks? Yes. Is man, that's that's the see they got smart. So when the when the talent gap flows between the power fives and so called low majors, they came up with another way to convince student athletes to continue to go to their their schools, and that's um, and that's through you know those cost of attendance checks. Now. A coach with a low major gonna have to have a heck of a mouthpiece, and they're gonna have to be sold on that this kid is gonna be taken care of. He still will have an opportunity to play at the next level when it's all said and done. You know? So, um, man, we gotta figure out a way through, and that's through the alumni. We gotta figure out a way, man. We gotta we gotta start giving back. And that way, you know, man, we're going to be able to continue this trend, man. We have to. Those costs are undefeated, bro. They are undefeated. <laughs> no doubt. Absolutely. 
All right, Mike, let, let's take it back to your college days and, uh, you know, going up against uh, Jackson State. So tell us about those JSU teams that you faced while you were at Alcorn. Who do we have, and uh, what do you remember about those games? Uh, talented, uh, Trent Pulliam, uh, Roy Dixon. Um, uh, man, I know I missed. Yeah, I know that was a long time ago. <laughs> And I never beat Jackson State in Jack. Um, Mr. Game Winner, my my senior year, I think y'all had, I don't know, man, a magician or something that made the ball come out. <laughs> 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 <I'm excited. laughs> man, that, that, that ball went off in the rim, man. It started spinning out, and it just came out. I was like, oh, man. So, uh, but I mean, I mean, great rivalry. Uh, those guys were talented, man. I'm just long, long athletes. Um, you know, shoot, Chico was six four, point guard. Mm-hmm. You know, he got a little prop. Um, so, like I said, man, I never lost at home in Jackson State, and I never won in Jack. Never. So, right. y'all got y'all got that on me. <laughs> All right, and you also uh, you played against some of the greats as well. You went up against Kobe or played against him or, or, or either with him at the ABC camp uh, in, in the summertime, and you also played against Michael Jordan at his basketball camp in 98-99. So what was it like playing with those guys? Uh, I mean, just being at ABCD and, you know, with all those other great players, this is the thing, though. When you're in high school, you don't be thinking that, you know, things will turn out the way it turned out, you know, especially with COVID, you know, being an all-time great. Because when, when you're on the same level, same playing field, you like, shoot, man, you know, I'm cold, you know. So I just wanted to put Mississippi on my back and represent the state. And, um, you know, as far as the Jordan camp, uh, I was invited twice while I was in college, uh, going into my junior year and my senior year. So the first year I went was when he hit uh, the game winner against Utah, which was, oh, man, it was crazy up there, you know. And just having a chance to play against him, you know, because, you know, growing up in Macomb, man, you know, there was no NBA players, and I was never around, you know, NBA players and stuff like that. And it was just a great time just to, you know, be up there and, and competing against them and stuff, so, you know, so it was, it was dope. Indeed, right. I can imagine. And I know right now uh, you're working on some stuff, so just tell us what you're up to. Uh, starting with, uh, I see you're working on some documentary. Yeah, man, just you know, just talk about you know my story and um, you know my you know my recruitment and you know interviews from coaches and players um, that was around you know, during the time that I was playing. Um, so I'm just a few clips away uh, and a few, you know, interviews and stuff. But, man, since, uh, since the COVID, you know, has happened, like, a lot of the, um, the 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 businesses have been shut down. So um, I have to send, like, the footage off to New Jersey to have them converted because they don't have a machine in Jackson uh, to, um, to get it fixed, you know. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, well, not to get it fixed, but to convert it, you know. So um, I think that's one of their business partners and stuff. So, um, you know, just talking about, you know, um, like I said, you know, when I signed with All Corn and the people that was around that saw it, you know, when it happened. So I think, you know, things happen for a reason. And 
you know, I, I think it'll be a perfect time to, you know, talk about that story. Talk to us about Driven Elite and exactly what that is and what you guys do. Driven Elite is um is is owned and uh, ran by uh, Donald Driver. Uh, he's the CEO, former Alcorn State and Green Bay Packers legend. Uh, we've been knowing each other for twenty plus years. Um, you know, we was in school together, and um, he, you know, he always hung with the basketball team. And a lot of people don't know that basketball is his first love. And you know, we've linked up out here, and um, we're doing a lot of unique things uh, with kids and college players and pros and stuff like that. And, man, it's just a total package um, for an athlete, you know, on and off the court. So, I mean, I, I mean, we haven't even pressed the surface on um, how great we can be. We, you know, we're still trying to figure a lot of things out. But, you know, it's, it's going it's going great, you know. Um, you know, we just had our pro day, you know, with the young ladies. And um, last year we sent 13 um, players overseas to go play and, uh, hopefully, you know, there will be more this year to continue their uh, dreams and goals. Oh, that's awesome stuff, Kevin. I love to hear that. Where can, uh, where can our listeners uh, follow that on, on social media? Um, you can go to Driven Elite Basketball Academy on uh, Instagram. Um, and also on Twitter, you can go to D Elite B-Ball um, on Twitter as well. So uh, on Instagram, Driven Elite Basketball Academy, and Instagram is uh, D Elite B-Ball. And you can follow uh, some of the things that, you know, a lot of the things that we're doing on there. Absolutely. All right, well, that's good stuff. I definitely enjoy watching it and and keeping up with it. So uh, definitely all of our our listeners, I hope you guys check it out as well. You're doing some great things. So keep, keep up the great work, man. Man, I, I greatly appreciate it, man, and, uh, you know, I hope, you know, I, I answered a lot of y'all's questions today, and uh, I hope that, you know, you all found out some things that, you know, you, you probably didn't know, you know? Oh, yeah. I'm I'm always learning new things about, too, I'm, and I'm waiting on this story to come out, your documentary, because, you know, you're always dropping little nuggets and things that I didn't know, so I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, folks. Before we let you go, though, we're gonna we want to play a, a round of rapid fire with you. We're gonna put you on the hot seat. We have some questions that we need answers to. Uh, so here we go. I'm, we're gonna throw something out, and you have to tell us the first thing that comes to mind. Rapid fire style. You ready? All right. All right. Toughest Mississippi high school opponent you ever faced? Um, Jared Nichols, Lanier High School. Oh yeah. Hmm. Yeah, he was. <laughs> I have at him here. Toughest Jackson State opponent you ever faced? Uh, Doug Williams. He guarded me every time we played Jackson State. He's one of the toughest defenders I ever faced in my life. I remember him well. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Toughest opponent ever, anywhere. And don't say Michael Jordan. <laughs> toughest <laughs> opponent anywhere. Relentless. Just. Uh, uh, guard me or just period? Either way. Man, Jerry Nichols was unreal, man. From <laughs> and he was a couple years older than you, too. So, you know. And when, I, when he called me, I was going to the 10th grade, man. I ain't right. that my life. ready to leave a gym. So, man, I was just, <laughs> just, just 
<laughs> He's down with JPS Legends. <laughs> let, let me ask, what would have been yeah. your P5 choice if you didn't go to Alcorn? Probably Florida. I probably was going to go to Florida <laughs> if I didn't go to Alcorn. Florida Gators. Okay. Florida Gators. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Florida All Gators. Right. Yep. And this next one, I think you, you've probably already answered it, but I'm going to ask it anyway, just in case it's someone different. Best Mississippi player of all time, not named Chris Jackson. Pound for pound. Pound for pound. Brian Adams. <laughs> I knew you were going to say. That. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I started to say. I started to say not named Chris Chris Jackson or Brian Adams, but. <laughs> and I thought you were going to go with Jerry Nichols after what you said earlier, though. But hey, you, you, know, you know why? You, hey, you know why I want to? You got another question, or that's it? Go ahead. Oh, no. I'm going to tell you why. I think when people talk about the greatest players, they only talk about people that were, 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 were scores and mm-hmm. um, um, outside of, you know, Mahmoud. So. I think with me, I, I score, rebounding, passing, defending, accolade, three state championships. I'm just gonna put it. Now we talk about high. If we talk about high school, if right. we talk about high school, yeah, high school. sure. Okay, yeah, that's fair enough. Total yeah. player, that's fair yeah. enough. Yeah, let me uh, ask ask it's you. My first your, time, your hey, that's my first time ever saying that. Okay, it's the first time. I, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me ask. Let me ask you your NBA goat, your NBA greatest of all time. Uh, I'm going with. I'm going with Michael Joyce. We had to give you an that's easy answer. That's an easy layup. <laughs> yeah. But but here we go though. Check out the follow up. Rank okay. these three Missis- Rank these three Mississippi legends in order. Walter okay. Payton, Jerry Rice. Steve McNair. Jerry Rice, Walter Payton, Steve McNair. Wow. <laughs> wow. Very good. You, you didn't show any you didn't show any favoritism on that one. I thought you would, you know, be a little bit biased. Okay, so we were in NFL or college? Oh, it don't matter. College. College. Oh, college. College. Steve Steve McNair. <laughs> oh, you flipped it. <laughs> Steve McNair, Walter Payne, Jerry Rice. Because I mean, man, Walter Payne was unreal in college. Mhm. He was unbelievable. Very good stuff. No but doubt. Steve McNair was a, Steve McNair was a movie. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was a video game. Very much so. Very much so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me ask this question, Brian. Name five celebrities from your hometown of Macomb, Mississippi. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> Look. Brandy, Ray J, Bo Diddley, Snoop, Brian Adams. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Brian, you put Brian Adams over some other people. No man, um, from Macomb, um, you got you got Glover Quinn, you got oh Jerry Clower, Jerry Clower, Clower, the master of the South. A lot of people don't know that, but you, you, you're leaving out some people. What about uh, Britney Spears? Oh, 
Yeah, I thought I said Britney. Did you say Britney? I didn't. I said no, Ray J. Wow, Ray J. Okay, Ray J. Brandy, Britney Spears, Snoop, and Bo Diddley. Bo Diddley was on the Nike commercial with Bo Jack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, McComb yeah. is legendary. And uh, you still left out some people, but I only said five, so you yeah. <laughs> leave it at that. All yeah. right. And my our last one. All right. Name something name something that Michael Jordan could do on the court that Kobe Bryant couldn't. Hold on. Name something that Mike could do that Kobe could take off from the free throw line. Uh, we, ah. think, we think we never saw Kobe try, but hey, I I, I got to give it up for that. One. You got it, you nailed it. Yeah. Uh-huh. You got that's it. I thought stuff. I could stump you on one of them. That's that's good. You you definitely a historian of the game, man. I, you know, I, I appreciate you for coming on. We've definitely uh, enjoyed this one, and you know, definitely brought back a lot of memories. And you've done a lot of great things throughout your career for the state of Mississippi. And even over there in Texas, I see that you continue to rep Mississippi. You continue to rep the swag, and uh, you know, just again, just keep up everything you're doing, all the positive things you're doing with the kids over there. And anytime you want to come back on, man, you're welcome to come on. Man, Enjoy I appreciate it, man. Yeah, I appreciate you guys, and. Uh, Hopefully, you know, help you all take your platform, you know, higher than what it is now. You know, I appreciate it. No doubt about it. I think you may be sure the first Hall of Famer that we've had. Have we had a Hall of Famer on the show before, Tom? Uh, we, 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 we had a Roy Curry. We had Roy Curry okay. as a okay. Hall of Famer. We did. We had Roy Curry. So you're the second Hall of Famer. And congratulations on that as well. I know that was big for you. Yes, indeed. Congrats. Oh, yeah. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Yep. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Thank you. All right. Well, that'll do it for episode 47 of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Thank you to all of our listeners. And again, be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast. Apple users, rate and review the show. And everyone, follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Twitter. I can't stress the importance of this enough. We're looking to do some big things with this platform to aid the athletics department. And it all starts with you. Downloading, subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show. And tell every Tiger that you know. We're on all podcast outlets. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, and so on. And we'll be posting each episode on our Facebook and Twitter pages. As always, thank you for your support. Go Tigers! Hashtag the I love. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. 
No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.